Hello, and welcome to the March 2022 Folklore and Fiction Podcast. My name is Kelly McCath Morin. I'm a PhD candidate in the Folklore Department at Memorial University of Newfoundland, and I'm also a speculative fiction writer under the pseudonym C.S. McCath. The Folklore and Fiction Podcast and Dispatch synthesize these passions with a focus on folklore scholarship aimed at storytellers. You'll find the Folklore and Fiction archive along with the rest of my work online at folkloreandfiction.com. Interested listeners will find a link to the current dispatch in the show notes, where a more comprehensive record of this episode can be found, including a bibliography and other references. This is the third of three podcasts inspired by followers of the Folklore and Fiction Project, and we owe our thanks for this month's discussion to Danielle Cudmore's interest in writing exercises for her student teachers in Sweden, who want to bring these exercises into their middle school classrooms. So this episode is all about helping young people become better storytellers. Let's begin with a Swedish example tale I won't introduce any further because I want to work on it with you in my analysis. The Spectre in Fjölking During the first half of the 18th century, several large estates in Shonen were the property of the family of Barkenau, or rather, of its most distinguished representative at that time, Margaret Barkenau, daughter of the famous captain and governor-general Count Rutger of Aschenberg, and the wife of Colonel Kiel Christopher Barkenau. A widow at 29, she herself took over the management of her large properties, and gave therein evidence of invincible courage an inexhaustible capacity for work, and a tireless solicitude for all her many dependents and servitors. While traveling about her estates, Madame Margaret one evening came to the tavern in Fjelking, and was quartered for the night in a room that had the name of being haunted. Some years before, a traveler had lain in the same room, and presumably had been murdered. At any rate, the man himself and all his belongings had disappeared without leaving a trace, and the mystery had never been explained. Since that time, the room had been haunted, and those who knew about it preferred to travel a post station further in the dark, rather than pass the night in the room in question. But Margaret Barkenau did not do so. She had already shown greater courage in greater contingencies, and chose this particular room to sleep in without any fear. She let the lamp burn and fell asleep, after she had said her evening prayer. On the stroke of twelve she awoke, just as some planks were raised in the floor, and up rose a bleeding phantom whose head, split wide open, hung down on his shoulder. "'Noble lady,' whispered the spectre, "'prepare a grave and consecrated earth for a murdered man, and deliver his murderer to the judgment which is his due.' God-fearing and unafraid, Madame Margaret beckoned the phantom nearer, and he told her that he had already addressed the same prayer to various other people, but that none had had the courage to grant it. Then Madame Margaret drew a gold ring from her finger, laid it on the gaping wound, and tied up the head of the murdered man with her kerchief. With a glance of unspeakable gratitude, he told her the murderer's name and disappeared beneath the floor without a sound. The following morning, Madame Margaret sent for the sheriff of the district to come to the tavern with some of his people, informed him of what had happened to her during the night, and ordered those present to tear up the floor and there they found, buried in the earth, the remains of a body, and in a wound in its head the countess's ring, and tied about its head her kerchief. 
One of the bystanders grew pale at the sight and fell senseless to the ground. When he came to his senses, he confessed that he had murdered the traveler and robbed him of his belongings. He was condemned to death for his crime, and the body of the murdered man was buried in the village churchyard. The ring, of peculiar shape and its setting bearing a large gray stone, is still preserved in the Barkanow family, and magic virtues in case of sickness, fire, and other misfortunes are ascribed to it. And when one of the Barkanows dies, it is said that a red spot, like a drop of blood, appears on the stone. Note, the specter in Fjölking is founded on... This episode of the Folklore and Fiction podcast is a preview, and you can listen to the full episode on the Folklore and Fiction website. Just click on the dispatch link in the show notes, or go to folkloreandfiction.com and sign up for a free account. Thanks very much for your interest. Copyright 2019-2023. Kelly S. McCath-Morin. All rights reserved unless Creative Commons licensing is specifically applied.